0: I'm wrestling, not weak for me. Celebrate what I am.
1: Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others.
2: I am forever etched into the very fiber of all mankind. The world needs me. Time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling. Do not wait for me. What's up, everybody? This is episode 12 of the T. Rowan Funky Show. I'm your host, Ben Askren, joined by two time NCAA champion Tommy Rollins. And Getting better. We're sponsored, as always, by Defense <laughs> Soap, Defend what you've built, and All Force Nutrition. And Tommy's fired up, so I'm just gonna let Tommy roll. Tommy, uh, man, I know you had a Twitter battle with Willie, Willie Sailor about these high school national rankings. So, man, the floor is yours for as long as you want to go off. Yeah,
0: we got to get into this real quick because we have a lot of good stuff to cover between Dave Schultz, the Kras tournament. Uh, we got a good guest on today, but yeah, I wanted to talk about our man Willie over at Flow. Um, I guess first and foremost, Ben, to explain the 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 thing that I want to talk about is, is the high school team rankings, which candidly is a very, very difficult job because not everyone's competing against one another. They're not in the same pool, so to speak. They're not in the same league. They're not a part of the same exact association. So finding a way to come up with the national champion in high school is difficult. And so, uh, you know, without getting in down into the weeds too much um, – If you're a a St. Paris Graham fan, it's conceivable to think that you should be the national champion. If you're a Blair Academy fan, it's conceivable to think that you should be the national champion. And if you're a Wyoming Seminary fan, it's conceivable to think that you should be a national champion. So uh, Wyoming Seminary and Graham uh, had scheduled a duel randomly to, to wrestle each other to try to hop over Blair. And some people came after Willie. And Willie said that there's no way that this result would change uh, his his opinion that Blair Academy should be number one, which he has since retracted. I did listen to his for Radio podcast the other day, but the, the 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 premise of of everything is you know Willie Sailor's bias. No, Graham people are biased. Who's really biased? Where's the bias at? You know the the, the rankings are very sophisticated and it's difficult to explain and don't be over simplistic and things of this nature. And so, so my thought, Ben, is to dive into who's really biased. So to me, the answer is that everyone is biased.
2: Well, yeah, obviously. Because
0: you cannot, there is not one single human on the face of this earth that can, can guarantee me that they're going to be 100% objective the whole time. It's impossible to not have bias. I have bias. Ben has bias. Willie Saylor has bias. Jeff Jordan has bias. Brian Antonelli has bias. Scott Green has bias at Wyoming Seminary. They all have bias. Everybody on the face of the earth has bias. You cannot remove bias from your conscious thought. You cannot step outside of yourself and look at a situation 100% objectively. Now, some people are good at being objective more than others and if you're in the business of ranking i think that you should be as close to the medium of being 100 percent objective as possible so i think that it's interesting that and, and this is not just flow wrestling or willie or anybody but it's interesting that there has never been a protocol or a criteria or or some sense of guidance for many person that's going to rank the best high school wrestling teams prior to the season starting.
2: Yeah. Well, let let me throw this one out there for you, Tommy. Um, I actually don't have that much interest in the topic. And and the reason behind that is my personal bias. Uh, Where where I grew up in Wisconsin um, is transferring is very looked down upon. There's travel restrictions in all the teams. Uh, There's very few private schools. So, um, you know, Wisconsin doesn't really compete in that. And so I think that... The, the national dual or national high school dual title, whatever whatever you want to call it, it's really limited to a very select handful of high schools. And that's kind of why I you know I I've personally never really thought about it that much. And, and and I guess the second part of that is there's no clear winner. There never is. It's, it, it's a biased pick, like you're saying right now. And there's not, you know, NCAA is going to determine the winner of the Division One NCAA yeah. title every year. They don't have that for, for folk style high school wrestling. It just doesn't exist.
0: No, and if if you're if you're in the business of ranking these teams and you wanna stay out of the line of fire, if you want to stay out of the line of fire, if you want to be as transparent as possible, and you want to create a system where people feel like they know how they go about winning a national championship and they don't rely on somebody's opinion, then 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 there's a number of things you can do. You can release a protocol or a guide or a criteria that that makes people feel like, if I do this, this, and this, I'll be the national champion. You could have a committee of people instead of one opinion. You, you, you could have a coaches poll. You could do a lot of different things that would make people feel more comfortable with you know, well, and, and and this well, is. Let this, me
2: ask you a question though: Is if Willie says this is a national champs, are they really like? Did they get a trophy or what? They, what are they? No, get? there's
0: there's there's nothing official, Ben. So they don't so get like a plaque
2: think think or a trophy or nothing.
0: You know, as far as I know, and to the, you know, I'm I'm going to be perfectly honest and say that I'm not an expert on how all this gets done. But there's nothing official about any a uh, being a high school national champion. I mean, there's yeah. n- different different publications that name you one. Yeah. But to me you know if you really don't want pot shots if you want to come across as objective as possible you can do a lot different than one person's opinion on monday morning 14 weeks in a row yeah
2: you,
0: you can do a lot more than that and it's very very possible can you get down to the wire can you make it you can do a lot more and why we doesn't someone
2: make it official
0: then? Well, well you know, I, I mean, mean,
2: why, why, doesn't it somebody, why does not win or flow or someone right. make it official?
0: Or, 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 or you know, if you did it for a living, you know, maybe, maybe you would have the time to figure it out. Yeah. You know? And so, so if I'm in the business of doing this, I'm going to figure out a way to come across as objective as possible by implementing things prior to the season started by including other people or other groups or other entities that make it more legitimate than you know, it's pretty complicated and sophisticated and you're oversimplifying it and you're your your bias. I am biased and so are you. Everybody on planet Earth has a bias. So, so if you wanna if you wanna create that's why, you know, these you know, and I know it's it's anti bureaucratic and I'm not a bureaucratic guy by any stretch. But but, you know, there is a bureaucratic element of of rankings and of championships that make them feel legitimate, and so so I, I mean Willie's can, you know Willie's people are attacking me, people are attacking me. Yeah, they're going to attack you. You, you. You're one guy. You're yeah. an you are an easy target.
2: Why because, don't we just brush it off as someone's opinion? I mean, unless there's an official right high school national title, who gives a damn? I because, mean, it's, because at the end of the day, it's someone's because, opinion. Because
0: here's why, Ben. Here's because why. Because you're
2: telling me Saint Paris, uh, Saint Paris uh, Blair and Wyoming, their lives are gonna be ruined over Willie's opinion of who's the title. Well well that's it's prob- an opinion. Right? That's what it is. That's all that's all it is. Because they compete against each is. other multiple times over the course that's of the That's all season. it is.
0: But he works for the number one media outlet in in wrestling, hands down. And and, and, and a lot of people are putting a lot of credence in this ranking. And there's there's a lack of process. There's there's a lack of explanation as to what it comes from, other than just one guy saying this is what I think. So it's really not even an indictment on 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 Willie, to be honest. But but you know, yes, I I I, I am biased towards Saint Paris Graham. Jeff Jordan is my business. Okay, partner. so I grew up forty minutes so from, from Urbana, Ohio.
2: Why should Say Paris Graham be the national champs, Tommy. Tell, tell me that one.
0: Why why should or why could? Why could they be and you why know guess Why should
2: they be? What you know, whatever. Why could they be? Why should they be? Because they, they were care. third at
0: they were third at the Ironman behind Blair and Wyoming Sam Wyoming Seminary and Blair, but they beat Blair Academy, who's currently ranked number one in a duel. So they have the most recent Okay, how,
2: how bad did they beat them? Was
0: it was it They close? beat them 7 to 7 uh, you know, not rest decision, but you know, bonus, bonus points. I don't know, it was like, you know, they won by like two or three.
2: Okay, so it was 7 was matches. To
0: it was close. Yeah, it was close. And they and they didn't, you know, win by as close of a margin at at the Iron Man. So it's conceivable for Blair to say, "Well, we beat the number one team and you you didn't you didn't move us up." It's, you know, Seminary has a similar argument, different circumstances, a similar argument, and Blair certainly <laughs> does too. But but the reality is is last year, uh, similar circumstances, not the same, but similar circumstances. Graham won the Ironman, but they lost to Blair in a duel, and that cost them the national championship to Oak Park River Forest. So there's an inconsistency in that. That there's many layers to it. So you could argue back and forth. You know, this guy was injured, this and that. But the problem is, is that it's a discussion, and maybe. The agenda is the fact that it's a discussion is good for the flow wrestling rankings. The fact that it's not transparent, the fact that it is a discussion and it is something that people debate and talk about, maybe that's why there's not a process. Because if 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 you and I, Ben, sit on the back porch over a couple cold ones, I know you don't like them. You and I can develop a system that I think people wouldn't mind. And, I, and, and it wouldn't be clear. It wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, all the discussions over. But I think we could develop something that has credence, that has validity, that has legitimacy, that people could re- subscribe to. But that doesn't exist. And maybe it doesn't exist because if that exists, then what are you going to talk about?
2: Well, you know, why don't, maybe Flow should just make a tournament so we don't have to take anyone's opinion.
0: They so, got the so then you get in the whole other layers. They got who's number one. They got all this different stuff. Who's going number on. one duels,
2: right? And they but got everyone all didn't attend that one, right? Yeah, and I
0: think I think flow wrestling is all about that. I think they're all about finding, to some extent, the real winner. But the dialogue uh, is is you know is is convenient. The dialogue this 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 conversation is convenient. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 to me, you know. Anyways, that that that's my. <laughs> That's my overall position. I also think there's a lot. It is a very tough job. I'll give Willie credit. It is a tough job. There, this is not, this is not an easy way to skin the cat. You know Listen, what I mean? You, because you got Blair, some- you got Blair Academy, Wyoming Seminary with, with not unlimited budgets, but they have a lot of different budgets than pu- public schools. St. Paris Graham is in a town called St. Paris. It's a very small rural public school. There is no money in the program. They can't do this unlimited. We'll go search far and wide, nationwide. We'll take the kids out of school. We'll spend you know ten thousand dollars a weekend getting everybody that they don't have those resources. So they 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 pack as much bang for their buck in that travel budget to take on as much competition as possible. The Ironman tournament, Saint Saint Ed's dual meet, Blair Academy dual meet. I mean, they they put up as much of a tough schedule as they can possibly do. Resources pending.
2: Yeah, and, for sure.
0: You know, this this goes for the schools out west and down south, and then you got Apple Valley. Yeah. You know, they're not the same anymore. But you know, the, 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 all these teams, it's difficult. It's a tough job, yeah. and it makes for very interesting discussion. And who's biased? I think everybody's biased. Honestly, I think everybody on planet Earth cannot truly step outside of themselves and look at a situation objectively, one hundred percent. Some people do a better job than others. I'll give Christian Pyle's credit, Ben. I think he's a pretty objective guy. But to say that he doesn't have a biased bone in his body, we're just not doing real talk when we do that.
2: Yeah, you're right. I, you I, know what I, I agree 100%. Um, so let's let's just flow. Get it together. Just make a national tournament. There <laughs> They are. they and are. call <laughs> a winner. There you go. Boom. Done. Uh, <laughs> But it's not a fair fight. Like you said, some of those teams out there got some serious resources and no transfer restrictions. I mean, it's, it's realistically, it's almost like they're a college team um, to a certain extent. Hey, uh, Tommy, David's texting me. and uh, He wants he, to go now? He wants to call in now, so I'm telling does, him to call does, does,
0: in. Does he want red M&Ms in his bowl only, and he wants us to pull out the green and brown ones and the yellow ones before he comes on to the show?
2: Dude, I, I had some good stuff to talk about, but uh who know, maybe we'll get Dave David intertwine in or else uh, when we're done. Uh, you know, I wanna talk about the Schultz. I wanna talk about Kraz. Oh, uh, there he is right there. Let's add, let's add him in here. What's up, David?
1: Hey guys, how you doing? Good, good,
2: good, good How good. you doing,
1: dude?
2: Pretty good. Hey, so do you do you think S P G should be the high school national champs
1: also like Tommy? Uh not not yet. I think they uh I think i think i saw somewhere they have another dual set up i think probably wait till I, that. yeah, to yeah that, that. That, that
0: that went that fell got through canceled. seminary backed out um so you know just back back to the drawing board back to the debate on you know who's number one and we just we just had a 12 minute you know i just had a 12 minute rant on the process david
1: well you guys what you guys uh come to conclusion man
2: i'm not well Tommy, Tommy wants to. He says flow needs to get together and have a high school dance. It's, it's not just <laughs>
1: flow. It's not. It's everybody.
0: Hey, if you, if you want, if you want to be legit, say how say how you're how you're looking at this. You know what I mean? Not just saying. You know, it's tough. It's difficult to explain. I mean, it sounds like something you know the UWW would do back in the day, the old UWW. Ben. Oh gosh! All
2: right, let's get on to David. We, we got Hey, Dave. First thing we want to talk about real quick is just. Uh, you know, All Force Nutrition sponsors us. They sponsor you, um, and actually, one of the things that we talk a lot about on this show is the promotion of wrestling. And you, partic- in very in particular, have been one of the most marketable athletes coming out. Um, and you know, All Force is one of the main companies that sponsor you. There's a few others, uh, and I got my I got my guesses. But what do you think it is about you that makes you so damn marketable?
1: Put me on the spot, I guess. soon as we Wow, I put down everyone on, on the spot. spot man. I love it. I, I mean, I think I think it was a combination of a few different things. I think just the era that I came through probably had a lot to do with it. I mean, I think since I can remember back, since I you mean, know, all the people that you know, you can in, in this kind of era of wrestling, the social media era of wrestling, um, we kind of all came up together. To um, so kind of throw that together with. The success that we had at Penn State at the time that we did. Um, and I think just coming, being able to be fortunate to to come out of college at a time when, uh, there's more sponsors starting to get in the game. Um, and just was able to be really fortunate to, to get, you know, meet the right people and and develop really good relationships with, with these different companies. And they've just been extremely supportive of me. And I try to do the most I possibly can to support them and help them grow. Uh, as a company, you kind of, you know, I almost kind of think of it as extended, you know, as much as my career continues to grow, I'm helping these companies uh, continue to grow at the same time. And I think it's, it's been a really good relationship.
2: Nice, and and so I know one of my complaints when I was training for the Olympics was that I had to be a coach also, and I had to do clinics also, to just to make ends meet, um, you know, not not even to do well. And I always thought if sponsors could give a little more, my job training for everything would have been easier. And that's kind of what's happening with you. Um, so, you know, if you get, let me get this right, is you're not really officially a coach at Penn State, uh, but you, you are very supported by your sponsors. Is that right or wrong? Or
1: Yeah, that's right. I think, you know, that's kind of the, the trend that, you know, I would love to see more and more in wrestling. And I think that, I think it is starting to see more and more. And I think part of that has to do with the original the training centers. You know, for me, like, you know, my, my main focus is the United Wrestling Club uh, because they, you know, they're my, that's where I live here. I wrestle here. And, you know, that's kind of my uh, whatever we can kind of do for the club because our 99 wrestling club is extremely supportive of, of all of our athletes. We have, I mean, recently with the the WCAP, so we have the 99 wrestling club. In addition to the 99 wrestling club, we have all the WCAP freestyle athletes yeah, training yeah, yeah. with us. And that's separate funding than the 99 wrestling club. So we have, like, we right now you know, 12 guys training, for, you know, for an Olympic dream, which is pretty awesome. You know, that's kind of that's where, totally where it starts. Awesome. So so. Um, you know, every day we go in, we have a freestyle practice set up uh, separate from the college practice. So I think that's what makes us, you know, first of all, a little bit unique at Penn State. Um, And in addition to that, yeah, I mean, it's just my full-time job is is to train and try and be the best wrestler that I can be, and, and I can do that because of the sponsors that I have and their support. Okay.
2: La- last thing, and this is about you being marketable. Also, I think it's because you're so genuine. That's my personal opinion. Just you're just you. uh, but all Force is making a, a protein bar off of your name. You already got a wrestling shoe, protein bar, you got some socks. How awesome is that? <laughs> I mean how you're like a business. You're like Jay Z. Right. You're not <laughs> a business, man. You are the business. Does, do you got a nightclub, JD, David, in State
1: College? JD is separate is a separate entity. He, he does like <laughs> a, like four asterisks by his name. You know, he's <laughs> uh promoting about everything in every possible which way, which is which is awesome. You, know, you gotta kinda tip your hats off to J D but you know, it's crazy. You know, as a kid, you kind of, you, you want to, you want to have all these things. You know, and you see them in different sports. You see them in football and you see them in basketball. Like every kid right now, you see Cam Newton and all the different things that, that he endorses, but you don't really, most wrestlers don't really see that in the wrestling community. Um, and then right now, it's, it's starting to change. You know, I think you see, you're starting, we're starting to see more, more of that stuff. And I think that it just for a company to be able to, you know, partner up with a current athlete. It helps really market and give instant credibility to the to the youth market or to those kids growing up because they might not know what All Force is. Um, you know, they, they may not know what flips wrestling is. Um, but like flips wrestling, for example, you know, the first thing they did is they they went out and they got Jordan Burroughs when Jordan was you know, just you just coming off the Olympic and World Championships. So everyone could immediately associate flips wrestling with instant credibility because they they supported Jordan Burroughs, and I think that's similar what more and more companies are starting to do because it helps them kind of grow a little bit faster. It helps kids, it helps kids to kind of recognize their brand and what they're doing. You know, if, man, if, if Jordan's using those things, those headphones, and I want to use those headphones, you know, if, if David's eating this protein bar, then, then I want to eat that protein bar. Nice. And I think that's kind of the, their philosophy that they're going with. And um, it, I think for the athletes, it's awesome. And, and for, for the kids, they're getting great products. And, you know, if, we, if we're going to compete at the highest level and we want to use these products, then, um, for, you know, by all means – Kids their age can be able to use them at the same time and feel confident that that's going to help help them in what they're trying to do. Nice.
0: I wanted to jump in a little bit since we're you know doting on David on why he's marketable. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that um, that you didn't. You said he's so genuine, but I think I think the reason David's marketable and the reason why we need to uh, really vocalize why I think he's marketable. I think he's exciting to watch. Yeah, and when, when, when you have people that go out there and let it all hang out and throw the kitchen sink at their opponent, you know you don't have to know a lot about wrestling to appreciate that and to be entertained by it. And so I think that David's able to get the casual fan, maybe not casual because there's really no casual wrestling fan, but I think you guys know what I mean. The fan that's yeah. not quite you know totally a zealot about wrestling, but when they watch somebody who's fun to watch wrestle, they say I like that guy, and they become a fan. So that's that's marketable because there's more eyeballs watching that guy win or lose or draw um, because it's fun to watch. So so David, thanks for that. I appreciate when someone is uh, you know letting it letting it all hang out there on on the mat. So to me, you know, I've I've known David since he was in the sixth or seventh grade. But but to me, I think you know from the outside looking in, even though I'm on the inside when it comes to knowing David, I think it's because he's exciting to watch wrestle.
2: Nice. All right, guys. I've, I've been looking forward to this for since we talked about it last week. And Cybernet David is a guest. We got to do some Penn State Ohio State predictions. Oh, and geez. I'm the moderator <laughs> right now. Why, why do
0: you got to talk to me when when we when we got our bobber down right now? Okay, but
2: listen, Tommy. I actually looked at the lineups today, and uh, you know I'm not gonna call, call House did the favor, but I'm like, they could win this. They they really could. Well, I've always
0: known, I've always known that in a dual meet the Bucks match up well with Penn State compared to other programs. But you know, I wish we were going into the dual meet with a little bit more steam than we got right yeah. now. Yeah. So,
2: so what do you, get, hey, David? Let me get your pick, and let, Tommy, let me get your pick. What do you, what do you? Tommy did predict <laughs> that it was twenty-one to nine a couple Listen,
0: weeks. Listen, I know. That,
2: <laughs> anyway. So, so hey, before we start, David,
0: I saw David tweet that that he and he did predict Nolf versus yep. IMR. David, yep. I I need to hear. I wish I was looking you in the eye right now, but. I need to hear in the tone of your voice that you really believed that was going to happen.
1: Well, that, 100%. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I can't say – I mean, 100%. I mean, it's pretty crazy talking about – and nothing nothing against Imar. I mean, he's an unbelievably exciting wrestler, and he's been completely dominant at the time we step on the map. But I just – I'm around Jason off. And I, I, I actually remember just – I mean, last year as a red shirt, you know, t- you know, when we would have conversations, he just hit the way he thinks the way he wrestles is just so unique and different that it just doesn't, it doesn't, he doesn't process the same way as, as any other human being would about going out and wrestling, you know, a guy like Imar, you know, or similar to, um, I mean, I have, you know, Zane, Zane has a similar mindset, you know, when he was wrestling Logan for the very first time, there's just people don't really have that type of mindset. So I think that's the first thing. Not many people can come as freshmen and think they can beat a guy like that,
2: mm-hmm. but also
1: just, his skill set and he's just gaining fire he's gaining more experience every time he steps on the mat um, and I just I believe that that match was going to come down um, and I, I was debating back and forth when the match started I mean I was nervous I was like sitting on the edge of my seat you know just because I I was excited for, for that match to happen but I just thought that the, 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 the match would come down to somebody scrambling underneath of the other guy and giving up back points like a two and two and it happened early. It happened like almost. Imar tried to roll underneath, and North kind of like caught him in the Grand B. And the ref kind of two back points, Um and he ended up not confirming the back points. But in that scramble right there, I felt like that was a good indication of how it was kind of going forward. And then, and the other reason that I felt confident with North is just you know I've kind of been in in Imar's shoes. You know, it's from the time the, almost the almost the worst thing that happened to him was the day he was undefeated national champion as a freshman because. Every time that's happened, every time that he's looked at something, read something, someone's talked to him, you know the comparison right away is to Kale and being undefeated for your whole career, and that's just a very tough. That's tough to. to, to you know, when you got this kid coming up, this, and this other freshman that's coming up and having a you know a great season so far, and you're that guy who's just oh he's an undefeated national champion, he's undefeated in his career, and all of a sudden you just start thinking about that. I think it's it's hard. It makes it just start you start thinking about more than just wrestling. As a freshman, and you guys, I'm sure both of you guys can kind of remember back, you know, as a freshman, you go out there and you're just wrestling. Nothing really yeah. matters. You don't think about anything else. You're just trying to be a national champion. You know, by, th- by the time you get to the NCAA tournament, you start thinking about it for the very first time. Or by the time maybe you're a sophomore, you kind of think about it for the first time of, of maybe some other the, the other things that are going on outside of just wanting to wrestle. And I think all of that kind of played in, into that match a little bit, which which is why uh, you know I felt I felt good about about off in that match.
2: Yeah, and I know Max, uh, I mean, obviously you did this too, David, uh, but it, it's rare. My brother went, I think he was 33-0 and 0 before he took his first loss his freshman year, and I remember the Kale's talk started at about 18-0 or 19-0 and 0 when he got to number one, and, you know, he started hearing it in all the interviews, um, mm-hmm. and don't think it's not something that they don't hear all the time, and so, yeah, I thought, you know, I thought Imar was hearing it all the time, but I just thought he was kind of this is a little bit different, kind of like you're saying about Nolf. I just thought he was just a little different. You know, what maybe wasn't going to affect him. Um, but obviously it did. Hey, but you guys are stalling. Something that Tommy Rollins and David Taylor don't I don't think David Stalin are Stalin because I... I don't have a protection
1: on this duel yet. Oh, man. Give me a score. Oh, well, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm the host here, so I mean, I think it's only only <laughs> fair for for Tommy to pick first, and in the let him know what we think. Okay, all right, Let's
0: I'll go. take the Let's Buckeyes go. at 25. 25.
2: um, forty one. Oh, okay, I thought oh, I thought you were giving a score. Well, I, I, I this okay. is how I, this how I do it. when I was it.
0: coaching. This is how I did this in my head, and okay. then I went back. Twenty five, forty one. Um, sixty-five.
2: Don't call Miles. Don't call Miles. Heavyweights, <laughs> and
0: and then and then and then we've got to win two of these three. So those I'm taking the bucks in those four, and I know that there's there's a few of those that aren't gimme, gimmies, yeah. uh, mainly twenty-five. But I'm taking the bucks in those four, and then we've got to win two of these three: thirty-three, seventy-four, or eighty-four.
1: Wait.
2: 84, I believe McCutcheon's just been ruled out, so it makes that one a lot easier for you guys.
0: Didn't know that. Yeah, that. Yeah, well, nothing's easy with I, Kenny, but, but I understand what you're saying.
2: I could be wrong, but that's what I've heard. So that's, uh, that's
0: my position. I'm putting us in four, and we got to win two of those three, 35, 74, 84.
2: So give me a score.
0: I don't know, whatever that means, whatever that is. I don't see I'll Penn say- State getting bonus in any – Oh, jeez, brother. Oh, jeez. Please rather. don't. I don't hope think, they don't throw You don't Steve think they
1: are taking the bonus a bonus in a single match? He's
2: no, no, crazy. I'm, <laughs> he's crazy.
1: <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm listen, guys. I'm not a – i am not I
1: never heard David seven. get mad,
2: but I think that was like yeah, David's like David mad. They're like, you don't think just, they're going to bonus? Freaking crazy man.
0: 57, they can bonus, obviously. And then – 49. You know,
2: they better, I don't want them to throw Hunter out there. That would be bad news.
0: I haven't talked to anybody since. Don't started. put Hunter out there. Not that I would share if I knew some details, but anyways. So that's on. I'm, t- I'm taking Ohio State in four, and then they got to win two of those three that they're not favored in, but they could win. So that's you're, where
2: you're taking Ohio State. We'll say 21 to 16.
0: Yeah, I'm never going to not take Ohio State because you know right. why, Ben? I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, David, what do you got? Well, I mean, as much as as Tommy is biased to Ohio State, I'm I'm going to be biased too. My my Nitty Lions. Um, yeah, of course. But I think, you know, I mean, I, Nico at home, I mean, I think for, for the same reason that uh, we kind of talked about this a minute ago, um, you know, I think Nico wins that match. Um, I think Conaway wins at 33. I think Gulban will win at 41. I mean, I think 41 is, you know, I think for. Do you think he space, can
0: win or do you think he's going to win? I,
2: I, I, I want to ask David about this. Cause you know you're from Saint Paris Graham, so it's gotta be tough. How do you feel about these like your college teammate wrestling? Uh, you know, a high school alumni or high school teammate is that weird for you?
1: Um, to, I mean, I guess it's weird a little bit, but at the same time, I mean, I mean these guys that I'm with at Penn State now. I mean, I've I've been with them for for a long time, and I mean, they're, they're, I'm with them day in and day out. So I mean, it's 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 kind of you know looking back to the, obviously to the Jordans, you know, thinking about Mickey and Bo, those kids were. You know, they were kind of like little brothers to me for a long time. Um, so it, it is weird thinking about, you know, those guys wrestling, the Penn State guys, um, especially Bo. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time with Bo when we were younger. I mean, we, we, like, were partners for, uh, a time period. And, I mean, he just, I mean, he's a beast. I mean, I don't think that I have, I, I feel really strongly about Bo, um, and his abilities to win a national championship. So, I mean, I think that, um, there's definitely some, you know, kind of looking back, uh, to guys like that, that I want to see them still do really well because, um, it's kind of hard. I don't want to root against those guys and I, I believe in their abilities. So, um, but in a dual meet, it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit different. You know, dual meets and tournaments are, are different. You know, dual meet, you know, I think when you kind of talk about, um, you know, maybe the situation that the Grams in now, you know, the national championship in high, in high school kind of is determined about an Ironman tournament that's in December. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of hard to let that ride the whole way through. And in college, it's kind of the dual meets are sort of like the Ironman tournament. You know, the dual meets are kind of throughout the year, but what really matters is it's Big Ten in the national tournament. And those are the tournaments, the tournament teams, and the individuals that can help their teams continue kind of for uh, going forward. You know, in a dual meet, those individuals can be uh, limited a little bit, um, into the point that they can help their team win a tournament. You know, those guys that can carry uh, a little bit more um I don't know, confidence or just their weight for the team uh and bonus points can make a big difference. So yeah. that's where both of these teams, Joe Penn State and Ohio State, you know regardless of how this doing, meet turns out, um, both teams have capabilities of guys that can go deep in the national tournament and score in bonus points. And that's really where it's going to happen. And in this tournament, and in this dual mean, a head to head match, you know, you may not see the, the same bonus point potential because it's, it's a dual mean, it's head to head. But when you get, you know, you get day, day one, day two, day three in the national tournament, things change and you need different matchups, uh, you know, upset, seeds, all that kind of stuff. to play a completely different role. So, yeah, um, that's an exciting, and I think it's a little frustrating, uh, I'm sure, for, for Ohio State is they don't have their full team out there. So, um, for that being said, I just think it's going be hard for, Probably to be Penn State, um, sixteen thousand people there in the Bryce Jordan Center uh, right now, and especially the way Penn State's wrestling, yeah, and uh, and not and not coming with, with their full team. But I think so. What's your final Snyder, score? Um, I I haven't really kind of gone through and even looked at a score, but um, I, I think that. How about um, this, David? What what <laughs> of what of
0: what of my four matches are you going to overturn that I said the Buckeyes are going to win? He
1: already
2: overturned twenty five.
0: Yeah, I think you overturned 41, which I find interesting.
1: You said 25, 41, heavyweight.
0: 41, 65, heavyweight. and heavyweight.
1: Uh, 25. 25 would be the one of those three that are going to make it really difficult. I, I think we win 25, and we pick up bonus points. But I, I think um, you know for Ohio State, for, for them to want to be able to stay pace, I think in 65 and heavyweight, it's important for Ohio State to try to pick up as many bonus points they possibly can. So
0: I think that's yep. going to be necessary for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, forty nine. Well, forty nine could be bonus. Fifty seven could be bonus for Penn State. So I'm trying to think: is there any others? Oh, ninety seven Yeah. But Mark, Mark, Mark Martin's in there. It's kind of hard to hard to throw it on him. But Morgan McIntosh is wrestling good this year.
2: Yeah.
0: So um, yeah, I got, I got my tail between my legs a little bit, but I'm not going to say the Buckeyes are going to lose. I'll, you'll never hear me say that.
2: Well, since since I'm non-biased. Oh, here we go. I'm gonna go. Here, I'll go right through. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go decision three zero. I'm gonna go decision uh Conway three three, I'm gonna go decision Micah Jordan, I'm gonna go pin Zane. I don't give a damn What is that nine six I'm gonna go Techfall fall nolf. No, I'm gonna go major nolf. I'm gonna go with the major for nolf. 13-6. Thirteen six. I'm gonna go major for Bo Jordan. Says thirteen ten. Uh, Nickel by decision sixteen ten, courts uh, by decision sixteen thirteen, McIntosh by decision nineteen sixteen, and it's it's, it's Snyder back in the country
0: nineteen thirteen. You mean?
2: Yeah, he ain't a pinner, so I'm gonna go nineteen eighteen. So he's gonna t- he's gonna
0: attack he's gonna attack Penn State's
2: heavyweight, yeah. Because he Snyder's not much of a pinner.
0: Yeah, especially if a right, Penn, State Penn State guy, State if if a, especially if Penn State guy knows he's in front of sixteen thousand people, just don't get pinned.
2: Yep, he ain't getting pinned. Um, it's, a, it's a tight duel. I mean, it's tight. it's should be fun. Yeah. should be fun. Um, Dave, you, you want to talk about the Hodge race or you got to go? I know you're a busy man.
1: No, I mean, I think uh, no, I'm, I can uh, talk a little bit longer. I think um, the Hodge race this year is going to be really exciting. So it's, let me get your thoughts on this. I mean,
2: you know, you obviously they read, they read the criteria, you know, when puts it out. And, and I, I get a vote, and you get a vote also as Hodge former winners. Um, I feel like, you know, when someone like a Gwizdowski or a Alex Dieringer comes in, you know, being undefeated last year and, and an extent of the previous year, I feel like I give them credit for that, and I'm almost giving those guys a head start. Do you think that's unfair of me? Um, or, should, you know, should it be just this year? What, what's your feelings on that?
1: I think, I think going into the season, I think they definitely have a head start. But I think the Hodge Trophy – I mean, I – as much as it's determined on your your previous accomplishments, it's, I mean, I believe it's the best wrestler in a given year. So, yeah. you know, in looking back at some of the hot races that I was involved in, you know, my sophomore, junior, senior year, I mean, there were, I mean, there were multiple guys that I mean, similar to this year that were very dominant. Um, and I think it, I think it's kind of similar to you know, I mean, there were one year you, you're talking about we had, you know, Logan, uh, myself, Ed.
2: Well
1: Logan didn't go undefeated either of the years that you won the Hodge, correct? Well yeah, you lost to uh, uh my so my senior year, you know, I, I believe I really kind of believed that Ed and Logan, uh almost because I I already won one. So I thought yeah. that kinda of going into it, I was at a disadvantage
2: uh-huh. because
1: neither, neither of those guys had won and yeah. they both had lost that year. So that, I think that made a little bit of opportunity a difference going if those guys both had gone in undefeated, then I don't really necessarily know how how it works out. So I think, you know, right now, um, and Gudasowski and, and, and Daringer are both undefeated and are both wrestling very well. But I just, I think the way that Zane's wrestling right now, and I mean, he's already, I don't know, it's just hard to say. I mean, I know what you're saying, and I know that you what guys already you the other, What
0: did I text you the other day, Ben? Oh, uh,
2: I don't know. What did you? Somebody...
1: It was about Rutherford.
0: I said, I think he's, I think he's the guy right now.
2: I, mean, I must have missed that. I'm, I'm going to look back right now. So uh, I think he's
0: best pound for pound right now. Oh, okay. As hodge as
2: the Hodge. The, the, let me, let's get some insight. Who wins in a practice room match? Jason Nolf or Zane Rutherford?
1: Give us the oh. dirt.
2: Come on. Let us have
1: it. <laughs> I mean, they can go back and forth. I mean, there's I mean, there's times when Zane could go out there and he could put it on Nolf And there's times when Nolf could just decide that he's ready to, to go that day and uh, I mean, he just, you Nolf know, is just so gifted in so many different situations. He's such a good, I mean, just in scrambling. I mean, just everywhere, where Zane is just every day consistent 100% uh-huh. all the time. So I think, um, and th- I mean, when those two go, it's just, I mean, it's like two cats in back. I mean, those two are just like constantly, I mean, they're scrambling and yeah. they're scoring and they're fighting every single go. So I mean, it definitely, I mean, the hell else they have each other to go with, um, every day? You know, but I think, it's hard to say. I think when people associate Zane right now, they kind of think more to his freshman year. Like, I think you see Zane and you're like, oh, he doesn't really score that many bonus points. Because you kind of think back to his freshman year yeah, where yeah. he would get his takedowns, he would ride guys, and he went 5-0, and he'd be dominant, but he's got five minutes of riding time with no turns. This year, it's a different story. He yeah. gets on top, he's turning guys, he's pinning guys. I think he's only had maybe two decisions this year, um, yeah. and, and one of them was, like, was 7-0. So uh, I think, you know, he's. He's pretty dominant, so I think it. I think it kind of goes into you know, what's going on now. I, I believe that, you know, I I think they should add um, in addition to bonus points. I think it should be a point score for your team in dual meets. I think should be another criteria in the Hodge race. And you know, I think just another. Th- I think it's just something else. Just what kind of or maybe how many points you, you score for your team in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, just something else to kind of establish like that dominance of the guy who really kind of carries. Their team, or that really kind of shows that extra effort of, of scoring more points. And I think that, and that maybe that just kind of it just falls into being undefeated and, and yeah. having having most bonus point wins on the season. But I think that's one more criteria to think about. You know, you, out, you have five matches and you can score a max amount of points for your team, and, and you score. I mean, I don't know. I don't even. Know, I can't remember the, the scores that are. But if you're at half a point less than the, the yeah. absolute match, and you can score, you should right away be at the top of the list for the Hodge race, just because of that's the most recent thing, the national tournament and how you compete there. So, um, I mean, it's definitely right now, I think it's a tight race. I mean, there's a lot of guys right there. I mean, I was looking just, I looked from their day and I didn't even realize how many undefeated wrestlers there are still. Yeah, you know, Sometimes seriously. at this point in the season, there's only a couple undefeated wrestlers and it's just kind of, okay, this guy's undefeated, he's, he's at the front of the list. I mean, I think right now there's I mean, you probably guys find fight one than I do. I mean, there might be eight to ten undefeated guys. I think it's even more. Than, I think it's season. in
2: double digits, which yeah, I, I agree is ridiculous. Because usually by this point in time, there's way less than that. I, I don't know what it is about this year, but yeah, I feel the same way.
1: So, um, I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely it's an exciting year. For, I mean, the last I don't know. I mean, it's been exciting since since I can remember uh, looking. You know, as I was a kid looking on and, and watching when, when you used to wrestle Chris Boulton and. Um, oh, those it, David. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. As a kid, I was looking. I mean, they were fun to watch. I mean, looking and, and all the other lists of how many wrestlers. But I mean, you go back in time. I mean, the way you wrestled. I mean, definitely. I mean, you went out to score points all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and you didn't care who you wrestled. And that that mentality. I mean, I remember looking back at that as a kid, and man, that's you know, that's a guy you want to go out and wrestle like. I mean, you were fearless. And I yeah. think you see more and more as the time goes on. I think you see more and more guys going out and wrestling, more fearless, more exciting, more on the score points. And, I mean, I mean, mean, you said double-digit undefeated guys right now. I mean, there might be a a handful of guys that are hanging on to one or two points, but that's the reason that we're not talking about them right now is because they're only winning by one or two points. I mean, you're talking about six, seven guys that have 80-plus percent bonus point percentages at this point in the season, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. And I think that's just... Good for wrestling in general. Moving forward, absolutely. absolutely. Well, all right, man. Um, I know
2: you're busy. I appreciate you coming on. We had fun. A- any parting words for us?
1: Well, I just thank you guys for for having me on. I think it's uh, I don't know. I think it's fun. I think it's fun to kind of talk about wrestling and, and talk about different people. And it's it's our you know. I don't want to lean one way to the other uh, too too much, but same time you know i love penn state you know i love these guys here at penn state <laughs> and i want to see them do i want to see them do well so um you know much it would be it's weird Saturday, if you didn't david i agree 100 uh, percent. but uh it's definitely it's exciting this is going to be an exciting weekend and um in every you know, at this point moving forward i mean it's it's so close and at the end of you know the, the big tens in ashley are right around the corner so it's uh it's, it's that kind of that end of the season that becomes the most fun you really see I think I think mm-hmm. we'll see a hot hot race I think we'll, we'll really kind of open up here towards the end of the season I think those undefeated will will shrink down a little bit and I think it'll we'll have more of a, a clear, clear picture here in, a, in another month and a half cool
2: sounds great man have a good night thanks
1: for coming on David yeah, thank, thanks guys
2: Tommy still there what's up brother I'm here man Hey, that was so funny last week when Andy popped in after we thought he was gone for like two minutes oh my god <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to bring the heat on the Hodge race for a second. David's such a good guy. I don't want to get him – you know, I'm the bad guy. I like bringing the heat, and I didn't want to get, Dave, oh I want to get David intermingled that. So, hey, I want to talk about Hodge's decisions over the last couple of years. I was looking at this list. Two of them that really bothered me as a former Hodge – I'm going to vote now. So two of them that really bothered me. Number one was uh, – and I think there's really only three that were very debatable – um, 2010, where Ness won over Varner, that was debatable. It was up in the air. I didn't have issues with it. Um, two things I did have issues with on the Hodge. And maybe you can tell me, I'm, I'm Ben. You're crazy. 2011, Jordan Burrows wins it, right? Mm-hmm. He's deserving, of course he is. And him and Anthony Robles, who had coached in the state, were both undefeated, very relatively uh, similar bonus point ratio, right? And they, and they picked Burrows. I'm, I'm good with that. But here's what I'm not good with. In 2001. They awarded Nick Ackerman of Simpson College uh, a Hodge Trophy because he won a national title as a W amputee, which that's, that's great. I, I don't deny how great that accomplishment is, right? But if you're going to set the precedent that you're going to give um, Nick Ackerman a Hodge because he overcame an amazing obstacle, why don't you give it to Anthony Robles when he overcomes even a huger obstacle by winning the Division One national title? Yeah. And, and, and Ackerman
0: shared it with Kale. It wasn't that he, he shared, got it exclusively, yeah. right? Uh,
2: you're right. He shared. But, you know, either a Hodge is a Hodge. It's not like he wouldn't like cut it in half and gave half to each person. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, I think if you're going to set that president, and, you know, wins an Iowa-based magazine, Simpson College is in Iowa, someone probably said this is a great story, which I agree it is. But if you're going right. to set the president, and then, you know, Anthony Robles does something greater by winning a Division One title, I feel like you got to give him the award.
0: Yeah, yeah no question. I think uh, the other one is Emmett Wilson won it my senior year, which was puzzling, but I had a loss so I couldn't really complain about much. But you had Matt Gentry who went undefeated in Division Ooh, 1 and they yeah. gave it and they gave it to Emmett Wilson who won the NAIAs. I believe he but,
2: beat Damian Hahn that year. But beat, Hahn was he, fat out of shape in the beginning that year. He
0: beat Damian Hahn and he won Vegas and he won Midlands. But he didn't go undefeated and win the nationals. So oh, wait, I thought
2: he was undefeated.
0: No, I mean, he didn't go undefeated and win the Division One national oh, tournament. So to I got me, you, I got you. yeah. So I thought Gentry should have, should have, could have, would have yeah. got it. Um, then, but they, if you're they, gonna
2: go ahead.
0: if you're gonna take that precedent, you know, Tervel Delagnev, I forget which year it was, but he Probably went oh, on. Oh, eight, I think. He went undefeated, beat Dustin Fox by a wide margin yeah. in, the, uh, in the Midlands Finals, and he didn't get it. I don't know who got it in his place. Yeah. Was it well, you? It was, so
2: it was, no, it was Metcalf. <laughs> it was Metcalf. Um, and then that was the one I take uh, yeah, offense to because I feel like, you know, the criteria is number one record, number two pins, number three dominance. Um, and the guy I thought should have won which you, you could make a good argument for Trevell, no doubt. But, um well, Tivaro wasn't a pinner. But Keith, I Keith that, Gavin I mean, was undefeated, Division One national champ, but he wasn't dominant. You know that wasn't Keith's style. He just wasn't. He didn't never, have that on of offense. Never yeah. was. But I mean, going undefeated in a Division One season is a freaking accomplishment and a half. And uh, you know, I just felt like Brett Metcalf, Metcalf got it with a loss, and he got pinned
0: that year. He got pinned that. by Gary Caldwell. Caldwell at St. Ed's High School. I remember that, and uh, I do take issue with that. So, and I think I think even Metcalf would. Yeah. Because if there's anybody that associates with you know winning and losing, it, it would be that guy. So, an unblemished, a zero, a big zero on the loss column is impressive, even if you won five to two every time.
2: Yeah, I I agree. And so I think if if there's a zero, I think you go. You how many zeros are there, right? In Division I One, agree. you pick from them. If there aren't any, then you go, then you go to the next best guy. But I don't think you can pick a guy with the loss and. Um, some people argue that point but I, I just I don't agree at all 100% no.
0: no I don't either I'm with you on that
2: cool I wish I wasn't with you because it makes <laughs> for
0: better entertainment but I'm with you
2: alright fair enough so Hodge Trophy race this year you want to predict who you you going to predict well who I am I going to predict or who do I think's wrestling the best
0: because who are
2: you going to predict gets the award
0: I'm going to predict that it will be Derringer
2: okay I'm going to go with Gwizdowski well, Beating Kyle Snyder in the NCAA well, Finals. Yeah, if he beats Kyle Snyder, high. yeah.
0: If he beats – you know, I, I think – I actually think Zane Rutherford deserves it the most right now. Yeah, I mean, he, he's I fire. do. I agree with David. I, I think he is the most dominant right now.
2: Yeah, and I mean, as a, as a voter – and I'm giving all my cards away. As a <laughs> voter, the way I kind of see it is um, – I mean – Gwiz and Deeringer were both undefeated the last season and a good portion of the season prior to that. I think Deeringer, is he undefeated the last two years? May, I don't know that. Be. I know he was undefeated last okay. year. He may be. So e- Either way, I mean, Tommy, do you know how hard it is to go in a season, uh, undefeated for two seasons? I mean, Yeah, I didn't go like, undefeated for one.
0: I freaking yeah. blew it in, my, in a, <laughs> my senior year. Thanks for reminding me.
2: But, uh, I mean, that that has to be rewarded. That in itself. I mean, think about it, if you put up the list of greats. That didn't go field for two seasons. I mean, just recently, right? Uh, Kyle Dake did it, but Steber didn't do it. Not two in a row. David Taylor couldn't mm-hmm. do it two in a row. Ed Ruth couldn't do it two in a row. So, um, you know, wait, no,
0: it's tough. It's, it's you freaking, did it right.
2: Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. write with a you just
0: wound yourself?
2: <laughs> yeah. Wow. I guess I did on accident. Um, yeah, but I mean, so I think I think that, car- that carries a lot of merit with me and. Um, Hey, you know the other thing about Zane Rutherford that I, I was really having like deep thoughts about the other day, just sitting in, sitting around thinking about wrestling, um, is how good is freaking Aaron Pico? My God, and everyone's going to forget about him, and no one's going to remember how good he is, because he's going to go on to mixed martial arts, he's going to be a badass over there. He's he's very, I think he's very unlikely. He smashed like, Rutherford in the Fila Jr. Like six in a row. I mean, he beat <laughs> him like six in a row or something insane. That is... I got, I got to
0: compliment you on that observation, Ben. I mean, seriously. Because, yeah, you, you, it's hard to connect those dots. Yeah, that's impressive.
2: I Jeez. mean, and, and right now, he would be a high school – he'd be an older high school senior, but he would still be a high school senior right now. And, you know, he's probably not going to make the Olympic team He's like year.
0: a 24-year-old high school no, senior.
2: No, I think he's – I think he turned 19 in the fall. So he, he oh is older, gosh. obviously. I was
0: 17 when I graduated yeah, high me, school. Me too, me too.
2: <laughs> uh, but – uh you know, I don't think he's going to make the team this year, and then he's going to go on MMA greatness is my opinion. But a lot of people in the wrestling world are going to forget how good he was. And, you know, Rutherford is looking like he's going to go three years undefeated. And Obviously, I don't want to call it before it happens. But mm-hmm. as good as he's looking, and you know, he, he could go down as one of the all-time greats, and Pico beat him six times in a row. And, and, and I don't Great remember
0: team. all the details, but I want to say handily, right?
2: None of them were that competitive. None of them were burners. Pico has never, like, had to come back from big deficits or anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it was easy, but it wasn't that close.
0: Take it another step, Vernon. Just think of the throw that Reese put on Pico. <laughs> oh, my! Like, he killed him. I just, I just randomly thought of that. Damn near
2: so. killed him. <laughs> wow. All right. So, I'm Ugh. taking Gwiz, i taking Deeringer. Rutherford can make it interesting. Obviously, he hasn't wrestled Sorensen I'm yet. To take, I'm going to I'm gonna take Rutherford. Oh, um, you're, you're changing, changing now.
0: Yeah, I just think I just think the way he's wrestling. I mean, if he continues on that path, don't you think he's the most dominant this to the, thus far? And I yeah. know has will throwing it on people. I know that, but
2: yeah, Gwiz's issue is he's not a pinner. In a heavyweight, you're not going to rack up a bunch no, of chill points
0: or whatever. I don't like heavyweights. Well, but That's no,
2: heavyweights can pin. Right? Heavyweights can pin, but he's not a pinner.
0: No, he's a wrestler.
2: Yeah, but but wrestle. It's hard to get like. You know, like at the lightweights, you can hit a bunch of tails and score a bunch of points and get tech falls. Heavyweight, you're not doing all those fancy turns, so you just got to turn them over and put them flat. And, and he doesn't do that very well. You know, you talk about Mako did it really well the other day. You were talking about that. Pinned. So Yeah, pinning people. Yeah, he, a yeah, lot he of people. just
0: break their arm off or something like that, and they all yeah. over and pin them.
2: So, um, you know, I think, when you, I think when you're thinking about uh, heavyweights, they're not going to be a tech fall guy like uh, – you know, like an Isaiah Martinez or a Nolf, they're going to be a pin guy, and he's just not a pin guy. So, right. Um, but nevertheless, I don't, I don't know that you can totally hold that against him. Wow, I, know, I, just, I, I just looked up uh, Pico. I was just thinking about it. He's beaten Frank Molinaro, NCA champ, Kellen Russell, NCA champ, Kendrick Maple, NCA champ, Jason Chamberlain, NCA runner up. I mean, my God,
0: impressive
2: freaking obviously, who we talked about.
0: Yes. 23-year-old high school senior.
2: Wow. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. Um, yeah. Wow, that's impressive. He's
0: it crazy. is. It is.
2: Yeah. Um, okay, Hodge race. Uh, so I got crowds on here. Let, let's uh, let's talk about uh, the Hunter Steber was a hot topic. Uh, you mean and, Logan or Hunter? Oh, Logan. Yeah, my bad. Logan and then Snyder obviously took a loss and anytime the world champ takes a loss, um, the hot topic. So, what do you got on
0: those matches? I watched the Snyder loss. Um, actually, ironically, I didn't know who Boltukaev was other than his name. I know he's got the bronze in 2013 for Russia. But when I watched the film, I, re- I trained with that guy for a week in Russia right. in 2000. 2000- he was pretty young then; he's like 20 or 19. But obviously, I knew he was good.
2: So was he like and, a 185 pounder before he got on the steroids? No, race?
0: I think he was up at heavyweight. Maybe I, I forget I, the the face is very familiar. I remember training with him, but he's a he, he looks he looks like a total roid head. And, oh, uh, he's
2: so huge. I he? mean, but just just Freaking the way huge.
0: Yeah, and his the definition just looks a little bit roidy. Yeah. But anyways. You know, I, I the guy won fair and square, then he beat Varner that night. But the guy's world world level. It was, it was a tough loss for Kyle, but nothing that makes me say he can't win the Olympics. But I did find it interesting how well Varner wrestled.
2: Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I would say that Snyder got jacked a little bit. I don't think he should have put on the clock. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know what? I don't think it changed. How about that
0: backflip, though?
2: Wow. That's the whole scramble. Wow. Really
0: impressive. That was a wow. But that I, was a wow.
2: Seriously. But I think... Uh, I don't think it changed the outcome of the match. I think if uh, Boltukayev, if he gets put on the clock, I think he's gonna stand there and stare at Snyder and give up a point. Right. And they and they ain't gonna put him on the clock again. And even if they did, that's you know that's two two, and he has the two pointer. So um, you know that's just not gonna happen in Russia. And should Snyder get put on the clock? No. But um, you know I, I always use this as a, a thing to my wrestlers is it's a it's a perspective thing, right? Now that Kyle Snyder is the world champ, everyone's gonna do everything they can just to keep it close. You know, whereas no before, they, maybe they're opening up. This is some punk kid. And, and Junior you know, world champ. Yeah. Welcome
0: to the new level. All that stuff. And yep. they
2: open up and he scores defensively a few times and the match becomes easy. But now everybody's going to do everything they can just, just to keep it close. And, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's going to do what Burroughs did and just take it to a whole other level and develop a, an arsenal of offense that's hard to stop.
0: That's going to be tough to do. Not many people have done it. Yeah, you're right. Where it's just like that every year. But, yeah, I do agree with you. And You know, he looked fine to me. There's nothing about the way that he wrestled that makes me feel like he can't do it. It's just proving that it's not an easy thing to do. And then Logan Steber, I did not get to watch his match, but it sounds like it was wild.
2: Um, You know what? It wasn't as bad as a lot of people, people made, made it out to be. Um, there's a few situations. Well, you know what? I think it could change the outcome. Um. But I could almost kinda see where the ref was coming from on it. Um, mm-hmm. like, I didn't think like, hey, they're totally trying to cheat him. I think I thought, hey, this is a pretty bad call and I probably wouldn't have made that same call. But that's the deal with freestyle. Um, it's very it's very subjective, you know. Uh, a call can go eight points different, right? If if you think it's four points one guy, it's four points the other guy. That's an eight point difference, which is a huge swing in the match. Which is right. obviously, you know, one of my issues with freestyle is the ref can be so determinate in the match. Which yeah,
0: I think... I, I, I agree, but I think the same thing goes for folk style, man. I mean, not to guys... that
2: extent though. It's so hard.
0: Right, right.
2: Uh, yeah. So uh, let's see. What else we have? Dave Schultz. I already complained about one thing, but I got to complain about another thing, Tommy. So I turned the,
0: on... the new tournament logo.
2: Oh no, that was cool. I actually uh, <laughs> the sly fox baby. Yeah, my my wife uh, has a Dave Schultz shirt now and she loves it. Awesome. Um so what, what do you got what, what beef do you got? Okay, well I turn on and I say, I want to watch I want to watch the finals of this.
0: Are we going street. after the establishment?
2: Every damn time. <laughs> <laughs> I want right, to I want to watch the finals of this Schultz. And I turn it on and it's Alan Waters and he racks up a tech fall, right? Uh-huh. And uh, may tenfold everybody, which I was pretty impressed. Alan's really making some strides in some freestyle. Mizzou guy, boom! Uh, <laughs> not to brag about another Mizzou guy, but so they kind of like pander the crowd, and it's like forty-seven people, and like three of them are clapping. And right. it's like the magnitude of this the, of this event is big, right? Because this is one of the only qualifiers left to go to the Olympic trials. The Olympic trials is. is what should be the biggest event every four years in wrestling in america right no doubt so it's a pretty freaking big deal that to qualify for the trials to give yourself a chance to make the olympic team that's a big damn deal and there's 47 people in the stands and two of them are clapping because no one gives a damn so Um, ben
0: so ben you you stated the problem What's the solution?
2: Well, I, I would say if you don't really care to have a crowd, just do it in the damn wrestling room and get it over with. <laughs> you know, like at least you, at least you're not trying to get a crowd. The worst thing is when you try to get something and then you can't get it. You know, it, you just look silly. Just have uh-huh. it the, if you're not going to put a lot of effort into it. Just have it in the wrestling room and say, you know, they got five <laughs> mats in there. Wrestle it and crown a winner. Say he's going to the trials. No one's going to clap. No one clapped in the freaking event, anyways. Who gives a damn? Yeah, so, so that's
0: a- yeah. It's 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 disappointing, but you know, it's disappointing. But I think it's it's a tough it's a tough nut to crack. It's tough. You're you're, you're wrestling this tournament in the middle of the college season, middle of the high school season. It's just difficult to get the people out there. But to your point, I mean, could it be better? Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't think anybody would argue that. You got a lot of foreign countries, so the only people that are going to come are American wrestling fans. You know?
2: Yeah, and and well, you know what a lot of people were saying was it was. Uh it was uh, what four o'clock on a, a Thursday or something. So how's anyone going to show up? And I agree, but why would you host it if you want people to show up? Why would you host it at four o'clock on a Thursday? Right. Just have it in the wrestling room. <laughs> why make an attempt? You know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just that's interesting. Like, yeah, it, it's you know. Hey, okay, I'll, I, I'll, I'll propose a solution. I'll, let, me, Tommy. let me tell you why, Ben.
0: Let okay. me tell you why it's tar- hard for me to uh, jump on the train with that because. Because I don't have an answer back. You know, okay, yeah, I got an answer. I'll give it was you the the, the crowd I, I don't think anybody could argue. The crowd was probably not good. You know, there weren't anybody in attendance. The the energy, the vibe in the in the gym was not uh, you know, representative of the wrestling that was taking place. I don't think anybody's gonna argue that. But what is the answer? How do you fix that? That's why I feel Compelled I'll, I'll to not you, criticize because I, do. I don't, I don't, I don't even know where to start. Okay, on how to I'm, I'm going to start
2: because you're right. I, I'm going to, I'm going to suggest a solution. They're not going to listen, so it's going to go in thin air. <laughs> okay, uh, I mean, if let's it hear it, man. Sell me, uh, sell me, baby. I would wrestle all the preliminaries of all the events: men's freestyle, men's Greco, women's, um, in the morning. And then I would find an event center somewhere and if and then you know I would try it in Calder Springs. If you absolutely cannot get a crowd in Colder Springs, I would go elsewhere. Right. So you
0: get all the you get all the, the hogwash out of the way. All the hogwash. Get to the meat meet of the meat of the event and, yep. and hold it in arena and, and get people to come.
2: And honestly I would even go as far as saying I want about ten matches and I think there's uh what, twenty would there be twenty some total if you count every single weight? Um So I'm going to even, the the, the uninteresting ones, I'm going to kick them out. I'm only going to take the best 10. (laughs) Forget everybody else.
0: I like, I do like that. Right? We're going to take the best 10. We're going to go to an event
2: center and we're going to set up a real deal promotion. And I'm going to spend thousands of dollars marketing it, trying to get, you know, I'm probably going to pick something small to start with maybe a a thousand people venue, 1500 venue, something fairly small so I know I can fill it. And I'm going to try to get a thousand people there. I'm going to spend a lot of money to try to do it. Um, and, and build the event because I think that's how you build wrestling events.
0: You know what, Ben? I give you a lot of credit, man. I got I gotta say that's a good that's a good that's a good proposal. I like it. I'm in. I'm in. Absolutely. Let's do it.
2: And then you know one thing I've thought about over the over the course is if there were say three or four or five American international events, I think you get you know kind of like surfing does this, uh, NASCAR does this. But to make it uh, more lucrative for athletes to show up, because obviously your best athletes are going to draw your biggest crowds. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could do a point series where first place gets ten points at this event and then this event, and then the winner at the end of the year that weight class gets five grand or something. And five grand is like a that. lot. To some I really of these wrestlers. like that. I mean, and don't tell me some sponsors wouldn't get behind that. Tell me, Flo wouldn't get behind that. And you got to uh, you got to make the event. And the matches have meaning it's all about meaning if, if something doesn't have meaning it doesn't matter doesn't matter
0: right that's why when Chale says when coaches say nothing matters till nationals, you know he said he turned his car around and went home.
2: I agree because so, he said it
0: doesn't matter
2: so let's go over one more thing. I'm not. I'm not going to shake up the establishment. I'm. Gonna, I'm just going to give them a little boost. I'm going to help. Them I out. I think
0: you're being good today. Okay. You're doing a great well job. Made. You're. You're you're you're, <laughs> you're. 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 You're constructive. You're constructive.
2: So let's help out, <laughs> Tommy. We've been. We've been helping out the NWCA so much that they're probably going to send us a check. They might need to sponsor our show. We're helping them out so much. Let's do it. Let's do it. So this this national dual bowl thing that's happening, right? So so let's review. Remind our viewers the NWCA has changed their philosophy on the national duel seven times in the last seven years and this year what's happening is the number 1 Big 10 team is wrestling the number 1 non Big 10 team, number 2 number 2, number 3 number 3, and the number 1 versus 1 will determine the national dual champion. Mhm. So, what I was thinking about Tommy was if the Buckeyes, if the but if the Buckeyes beat Penn State, that will mean Iowa goes for the national dual title. So this this duel not only has meaning in the fact that we want to see all these good matches, but this duel between Ohio State and Penn State has meaning in the fact that if Ohio State beats them, Iowa's going to wrestle for the national duel title. That's crazy, interesting. Right? Oh yeah, it sure and is. No one's talking about it. So I, you know, I think that's a I think that's a big deal to talk about, and um, you know, and then Iowa would also host the event then. Which means they'll have sixteen thousand rabid rednecks yelling "stalling" as soon as the whistle blows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's that's good. Do you that's think good Trump for- will come see if he can take Iowa back? Oh, he probably. If it would have happened before, he probably would have been there. But I think you know, <laughs> he, he lost, so uh, yeah, he doesn't. Want, he doesn't want to do that. Um, Are you sad? Are you
0: sad, your boy Cruz lost a?
2: Lost no, I'm, I'm a Trump. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he'll come back. We still, we got, we got a lot of matches to wrestle still, so we'll see what he does. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, and then someone else, Willie Saylor. We'll go back to him. I listen to the podcast. You do too. It's okay. Absolutely. He, well, went, I
0: listen. You know, he's, he came after me. You know, he got. <laughs> I, you know, I went after him on Twitter a little bit, but yeah. you know, it was fun. I was bored, so.
2: Um, he made the point that if if Missouri beats NC State. In a duel, which happens that happens next weekend, then in, uh, it's likely to go Oklahoma, Oklahoma State number one, Missouri number two, and NC State number three in non Big Ten teams. And then Oklahoma State would wrestle Penn State for the national duel title, right? Right. Well, I think where this gets interesting and where the NWC's policy is flawed is if Oklahoma State beats Penn State, they're the national duels champs, right? Right. But Iowa will we'll be undefeated at that time and have beaten Oklahoma State. So how could they not be the champs? So did I you have don't a,
0: know. A special <laughs>
2: wrestle-off for them, or what do you do?
0: So what, what are we going to do then?
2: I, I don't know. I didn't make the process. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought that one out. Like, uh, yeah, because uh, Iowa has has Indiana and Montana State Northern. Who knows why they're wrestling that match? I, don't, I have no idea. That's weird. Um, they have those two matches left. And they're clearly going to win those two matches, so Iowa is going to finish the regular dual season undefeated. Right. But if Penn State finishes the dual season undefeated too, then Penn State's the number one Big Ten team, even though those two teams have never wrestled. Correct. So this weekend has some implications on the national dual title.
0: Yeah. So, so who does, does, does Iowa just has Indiana and Montana? Is is there any other duels other than Ohio State and uh, Penn State that are of note?
2: Uh, you mean as far as we'll have impact on the national yeah, duel yeah. uh yeah I mean like I said Missouri and NC state because right now NC state is 20 and O in duels
0: hey remember remember when you when you said that you told C Piles that Missouri should be over
2: I think Missouri's gonna beat them
0: let's go through it let's okay. go through it
2: uh, and I was just at NC State a couple weeks ago so I actually like those guys well, you love pile
0: put out your disclaimers yeah you got yeah. no guts Ben.
2: But I'm going to call it like I see it, baby. I got (laughs) Mizzou 25, Mizzou 33. I got NC State 41, but we're not going to get blown out. I got Mizzou 49. I got NC State 57. Ooh, 65 is a barn burner. So I'm going to say that that's the closest match of the whole duel. It's Rashcott versus Lewis. Lewis, And they're both kind of similar wild styles. It's going to be fun. But I got Mizzou at 74. I got Mizzou at 84. I got Mizzou at 97. And I and I got Gwiz at heavyweight. So, um,
0: is there any possible scenario where it would benefit um, Mizzou to put uh, Jadon <laughs> up at heavyweight?
2: Um, I, you know, I don't see I don't see it because
0: because they got a win at ninety seven.
2: Well, yeah, at eighty four and ninety seven for NC State, they're pretty tough. Um, you know, I, th- I think obviously I would favor. Can,
0: can Missouri's heavyweight avoid a? a no, pin? he's getting stuck. He's getting stuck but by a guy I, that can't pen?
2: Yeah, he's getting stuck. The way but the way I <laughs> called it is uh the guy's a nice guy, Romero, but he's kinda like a turtle. I mean when he gets off on his back, he <laughs> don't really get off. Uh you know the way I see it, it's six to three with a toss up. So even if they if they win that toss up, that's six four. Um, I mean, you gotta get some serious bonus points.
0: So you got you got the Tigers.
2: So I think the Tigers are gonna win that, which would then then you got NC State's got one loss, Missouri's got one loss. And uh, Oklahoma State's actually got two losses to Iowa and NC State. So maybe maybe Missouri wrestles for the national title. I don't know. That would
0: be – hey, gonna, it wouldn't be the first time, right? Down
2: to the polls. Yeah, we, we kicked Iowa's butt last year. That was one of the most glorious – That was when Gilman did – I've the, ever watched
0: the, in my life. The, the, the most ridiculous slam ever.
2: Most ridiculous. So ridiculous. Do uh, you got anything else to talk about?
0: You know, man, it's been – 68 minutes. It's not like we, you know, we're oh, it's not are like we five overtime? minutes in.
2: Are we overtime? We're overtime. It was OT, baby. That's all right. That's fun. I uh, do want to
0: thank our sponsors, though, Ben. I mean, Defense Soap, All Force Nutrition. We had an All Force athlete on the show, which was nice. But uh, without our sponsors, we wouldn't be able to, you know, get the production guys to help us with the show and things of that nature. Yeah. So.
2: And I will tell you, um, I kind of brought it up in the David, in the first part with David. I'm so excited that. There's a handful. It's not a lot yet, and hopefully, it's going to increase. But there's a handful of athletes in America that can live off their sponsorship money and just compete. Um, I wished I could have done that in 07, 08, and I, I couldn't. And you know, I think you probably were in the same predicament. I don't. think uh, I, I came
0: out in 04, and um, Russ Hellickson and the Buckeye Wrestling Club at the time paid me an extremely modest amount of money. And uh, it wasn't enough to make ends meet. Thankfully, my wife, I was married, which not many people you are were married, married at
2: uh, that time.
0: I got married like four weeks after my graduation. Dang, Cal- how
2: old are you? Oh, uh,
0: I was like, you know, I was like as old as Pico is now. When I got- <laughs> 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 Dang. Uh, uh, it
2: was 2004,
0: him. I was 23, and my wife got a teaching job. If If I didn't have a wife with a teaching job, I would have been, you know, dying. So I would have had to, you know, run around all over the place making money, but um. Yeah. It's it's com- the landscape is completely different now. I think that if you're, you know, if you're a Derringer or a Guiz or a guy like that coming out of college, yep. you're not going to have the same hardships that maybe other guys eight to ten years ago had. And I wouldn't even call them hardships, but it's more. It's not really that it's a hardship, Ben. And maybe you it can. Is a, it uh, is a hardship. I mean,
2: let's just call it. It's it.
0: not a hardship. It's that you can't be as focused as you should be yeah. on being the best on planet Earth.
2: Sure. Yeah. yeah okay.
0: And that's that, the that's challenge. A, that's a hardship. That is a hardship. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh-huh. So, I, so I don't even know where I was going with that. But
2: Well, so, yeah, I'm excited that, that a certain amount of our athletes, and hopefully as we move forward it will be more and more and more, can do nothing but wrestle. They don't have to coach. They don't have to really focus on clinics. They can just wrestle and focus on being the best they can be. That, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff.
2: All right, Buckeyes, Penn State, let's do it this weekend. I'm excited.
0: All right, brother. Have a good one.
2: All right. Have a good night, Tommy. See ya. We are brought to you, as always, by our title sponsor, Defend Soap. Defend what you have built. And our new sponsor, All Force Nutrition. Remember, you can go on their website, use Funky as your promo code, and get 25% off any individual products that you buy. So go check them out. They're a wrestling company built by wrestlers for wrestlers. Give them some love.